Hello, and welcome to the Beautifully Human Podcast. I'm Nick Sheesby. In this podcast, I speak with beautiful humans from all around the world, sharing with you their incredible stories, revealing the power in every human story to spread love and humanity to a world that is in desperate need of it, to show that we can all connect in beautiful ways, no matter where we come from or what we look like. What you will find out is that we are all beautifully human. Let's all be beautifully human. Hello and welcome to the Beautifully Human podcast. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are in the world. Today I am hanging out with Sume, who I met in El Paso, Texas years ago, and we connected again to have this beautiful conversation about their artwork and their veganism and the community that they and their family created through a restaurant that they had, which is where I met them at. And we just, yeah, had a great time chatting. And I just really hope that you enjoy the conversation that we had. If you enjoy this podcast, follow us on Instagram at the Beautifully Human Podcast and rate and review on Spotify. It always helps. And again, please enjoy this beautiful conversation with Sume. I love to start these off with a very broad and open-ended question and let you take it from there. And the question is, tell me the story of your life. Ooh, man, that's a, that is a question. Like to sum up my life, um, my parents are always very cool. We've, I've always grown up surrounded by like music and food. Like, that's been a huge thing. And art. Music, food, and art is, like, huge, huge, huge. And I kind of didn't realize that that's not how everybody else grew up. <laughs> I'm like, what do you, you weren't listening to Erica Badu when you were six? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, jamming in the... Or, like, your dad wasn't playing house music and cooking food? I'm like, that is so weird, you know? Um, But, yeah, so I think, like, very very highly influenced by creative people throughout my whole life and then um now that I'm I guess you could say like officially an adult I'm 20 so ish like I'm still a child but I don't know (laughs) um I get to kind of like explore my own thing and I'm very thankful for like for the people that have taught me what I know so I like teaching kids art and I like teaching them about like math or how to read and write and spell their names. So so right now I'm working on getting a degree in art. And then that way I, I can teach some, some kiddos. I think it'd be pretty cool. That's amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, like anytime I meet people from wherever they are and wherever they grow up, it's always a funny question when you're like, how was it growing up in fill in the blank? But like the answer to most people is like, well, it's what I knew. It's what I grew up with. So like to me, it's just normal. So for you to be like, you didn't grow up like listening to Erica Badu in the car with your dad. And like, (laughs) where, yeah, like I don't think a lot of people like I definitely had a different upbringing. Like, I mean, mine was more like classic rock and then like a lot of Christian (laughs) music. So at least I had the the classic rock in there you know like i think my first stuff was like the beach boys and the beatles and things like that you know the basics which you need in life but like that's so fun to like have yeah your dad 
playing house music and making food. That's so great. Mm -hmm. And then my mom, she's like, just there, you know, like they're working and all of that. And then once they opened their business, she became like this garden lady. And I was like, go mom. Yeah, work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, That's so fun. Very, very cool. Yeah. And I love that you like saw how awesome that felt to have creativity around you when you were a kid. So now you're like, that'd be rad to put on to young kiddos now. I think that's really mm -hmm. neat. For sure. I think we, nef we definitely need more people to help creativity in, in us and keep it going. Cause I, I think, you know, I was, I was talking to a friend today and we were talking about how like kids just are so innocently joyful on, on just like the smallest things and like the creativity that you see in kids. And like, as we all get older, we lose little bits of that. So I think it's awesome that you're still like in your creative phase, you're doing your art, but you're also like, I'm going to inspire some kiddos along the way too. For sure. Yeah. I just like being able to pave the way for, especially cause not, not everybody like has an outlet for art or creativity. So if I can be somebody that provides that for people who are like going to be our next generation and decide what our world looks like, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as someone who's a couple of generations, like, you know, a, a, a bit older than you, it's like, it's awesome to see people in your age bracket, like doing these kind of things and like having these creative thoughts and, and wanting to help younger generations too. Like you just said, like, we all have to inspire others, but it's awesome to see like your generation and what you all are up to, plus what you're trying to put down for the younger kids too. It's awesome. Yeah, man, for sure. It's very exciting. Yeah. So where are you studying? Um, I'm going to, so I started in May. I'm going to start at EPCC and then I want to go for my main art classes to UTEP. Okay. In a, mm -hmm. a university, Texas, El Paso. Yes. Right. I I forget again. Like I grew, like I grew up. Everybody around me, you just say UTEP, and they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> uh, so, do your parents still do their restaurant? Do you still are you still involved in that? Yeah. So, um, crazy thing, we close on the twenty third. Oh no! Like, like restaurant close. That's it. Okay. They're going to bring it back sometime in the future, but, um, but yeah, I work with them. I'm in the back right now. It's just, it's me, my coworker, Daniel and my dad were in the kitchen and then my mom and the volunteers run the pay it forward. And, um, I mean, it's been pretty, pretty good, bittersweet. I'm really surprised that my parents aren't like, man, I'm so sad. I mean, like, yes. But my dad's like, don't worry, like, this it's because he's so like hippie. He's like, this was meant to happen. Like, like, we're just gonna move forward, and it's gonna be okay. If you want to talk, we can talk, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, well, that makes you feel better. Um, but no, yeah. So, twenty third is our last day. The so when you came, you got to see the space. It's that it's inside of a church, yeah. And we rent the space from a church. It's really interesting. I don't know. And in the back, there's a whole garden with over 52 beds. It's a community thing. It's um, 
there's a pay it forward program where we feed people that are less fortunate or cannot afford a meal at the time. And like, it's a great thing. So somebody bought the building and was like, you guys have six months. Uh, and that six months ends on January 1st. <laughs> so, uh, bummer. Yeah. But we, sorry, we recently learned that they're making it uh they're making it an annunciation house okay. so like yeah people can come and they'll live there and they'll be able to like shower and bathe and all of that so i was like you know what i'm not that bad anymore <laughs> yeah no at least it's I, going to something yeah. nice i mean because you were you were working with some you know with the program the pay it forward where it was helping less fortunate so at least it's like kind of still staying in that direction yeah, I'm like that. I can be less mad about and appreciate because I I totally felt like if they take this down and make it some like corporate building, I'm gonna be pissed, bro. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But an Annunciation House, I'm like, okay, I yeah. can find peace with that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so cool that you. I mean, at such a at such a young age that you got to be involved with with food and helping less less fortunate people in such a beautiful space because i remember when i came in there i was just like this is so good like the food was amazing and like the garden was just magical and it was it was a really cool like it, it i've never forgotten that day like I, I remember fondly going through there and being like yes and like I, anytime my friends go through el paso i don't know if they did but i would be like you have to check it out like you know so i was pushing for it because i was just like it was such a beautiful space where yeah it just felt really good to be there that's really cool i'm i'm glad that it like impacted you that much and i we get stories like that from people that travel or they'll be like my friend blah 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 sent me they live in new york and they traveled like they just came across here like just to visit or like or like we'll have somebody that's i remember this one guy he was a model i don't know it was it was like the most like out out of this world kind of thing that was going on and he's a model like really beautiful like tall like black man with these awesome like thin dreads and like like I don't know he was just like he walked in and the room would shine like oh yeah. <laughs> he was awesome, you know and I was like oh, who is this man and he told me I'm a model, blah, blah. My wife is giving birth to our baby in, I forget where, but I think he was from, he was LA going like somewhere across really far. And he said, I'm making a little, like a little movie for my baby. And I'm driving here and I'm going to different restaurants and I'm seeing and meeting different people. So I'm in that film and he's like, and I'm going to show my kid when he's older and he can understand and I'm going to show him how I travel from here to here just in time for him to be born and to be with him. And I was like, what? That is so, so cute. We'll get stuff like that. And I feel like you cannot experience that at any other restaurant. No. You know, like if you're working at an Olive Garden, are you going to get somebody that? No, no, <laughs> but vegan, no. working at a vegan place that like feeds the less fortunate that grabs food from the, local garden that my mom and volunteers but like that's insane so I'm really happy that I got to be a part of that and I and I think that it's impacted other people too so it's it's very cool yeah 
Yeah, no, I like I said, it was it was definitely one of the the cooler experiences I found. Yeah. And it was it was also really cool because I think like when you grow up somewhere, you're you know, you you know that place. And like when mm -hmm. you travel a lot like I do, and then you talk to people who don't travel a lot, like certain places in the world get the like stigma of whatever just based off of whatever brief knowledge they have of these places and so i'd be like right. i would tell people i'd be like if you go to el paso and they're like el paso what <laughs> yeah and i was like why <laughs> yeah they're like what are you what really and i'm like oh my god like it's got this cool vibe to it and like then i would tell them about your spot and i was just like you've got to check this place out and yeah it was it's fun to like also help be like this is a really cool thing that they're doing there. And like, there's a good, a good community and like, just, I don't know. It, it, it's the traveler in me that getting to see as many places as I do, because, you know, I'm fortunate enough to travel a lot that, mm -hmm. uh, it's just really, really fun to like inspire that in people, but also like you're a part of that being there and like putting out that with your, with your place and like providing that community for people. So that's a really cool thing that again that you all were a part of yeah for sure and I think um it's really it's really awesome and the thing about El Paso is that they're very community-based like everybody tries to be there for everyone well I can't say everyone but more than if you were to go somewhere else you know like I haven't traveled as much as you but anytime I travel I think the only time I've seen more <laughs> my dog's like oh, in the corner um the only time I've seen more like community and where people everybody's just happy and everybody's having the best day of their lives is in Portland mm, but that's Portland yeah. right um but other than that like El Paso people from El Paso are pretty decent kind people and like they're there for you and they're very supportive especially in the art community yeah. Like the art community is very supportive of one another. And that. so it's very cool. Very cool, especially for like young artists coming in, like how I was, mm -hmm. because I didn't have to feel like there was competition. The people that were above me were there to teach me. Sure. And they wanted me to grow as a person and an artist. And I was like, what? <laughs> that is so cool. So, and truly rare because I, I, I have a lot of friends who do art all over the place and like from the horror stories that I've heard from people just like getting trampled on. And I mean, that might be because like, obviously the bigger the city, the more people doing it, the more competitive kind yeah. of vibe. But like, I don't know. I haven't really heard many people in the art scene be like, it was just really lovely. People were there for me, you know, this whole thing. So that I yeah. love that. I think that's really, really incredible for you. Yeah. Very cool. Um, because I started, I took over my parents' vending tent downtown to sell my art. Yeah. And I was still in high school and I was 15 and my parents were driving me there and everybody's like, wow, this is awesome. You Let me get you connected with this artist that I know. Wow, I'm an artist. Let me get you connected with my friends. So by the time I was 18, I like was looking into, no, I had an art studio. <laughs> I had an art studio and like was like, slinging my my art and like getting the bills paid and doing all my stuff and like selling merch and you know and I think I I cannot say oh that was all me 
that was not sure. all me. Like the community and my family and my friends like built me up and we're like, here, let's put you on this pedal stool and help you get where you want. And I was like, yes, <laughs> let's go, you know? Hell yeah. So, yeah. And that's what I want to do is like provide that for other people. So yeah, just all whatever, like you get, I feel like you should give tenfold, which is funny because usually you hear whatever you give, you should get tenfold. Right. Right. That's a very, very good switch on it of like, you should give that out because like, we're all fortunate in some ways, you know, we're all privileged. I mean, not all, but I guess like, you know, you and I were sitting here having, having this conversation and like coming from a part of a privilege spot with these conversations. So it's beautiful to like, yeah, push that back out. So do you still have your studio and is that where you're going to try and like start doing your classes and stuff or like teaching people yeah so I don't have my studio anymore but I also don't live at my parents house anymore okay uh, yeah so right now I'm in my apartment with my best friend who is also my roommate which we've been living together for a year now nice it's been pretty good mm-hmm. a um, big step but getting I, your I first place oh yeah it yeah, it was a big step. And we live in a little apartment complex with, like, my apartment is, people walk in and they're like, what is this art gallery-ass apartment? Like, because both me and my my friend were both artists. Yeah. So it's covered from, like, head to toe in paintings that are ours or, like, from our friends. 80% of them are local. But, um, but yeah, so... I don't have my art studio anymore, but I do have my little spot that I'm very thankful for. My friend who used to be one of our old roommates and actually qualified for free housing, which is fucking awesome. Um, they're like, well, I don't have a lot of stuff. I just have enough to fit in a room. So you can make your art studio in my living room. And I was like, what? Okay. Shit. So, so, I, so that's the new art studio. Okay. It, Rigby's living room. Rigby's <laughs> living room. I like that. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So do you all just kind of like go in and work together or do you, is it, is it like, is it kind of a communal vibe in there too? Um, well right now all my friends are really busy. So <laughs> if Dolly is doing art, it's because it's for like school, <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, Rigby's like, oh, you can, yeah, anybody can come over. I'm like, okay. So if one of my friends want to make art, then maybe I'll invite them over. I know my friend um, Berlin will go over and I'll be drawing while we watch TV and like eat food with Rigby and stuff. Super, super chill. Um, But yeah, usually, usually it's just me like okay. doing, doing the art. Nice. So I, it's kind of, I don't know. It's just popping into my head and like, me as a person, like I am a massive admirer of art. I love it. I love paintings. I love drawings. I love tattoos, but I am a person that just like cannot get things from like head to fingers to paper just doesn't, doesn't work for me. And that's fine. You know, everyone's got their talents. So like, when did you like develop your, like, when did you start into like being able to draw and like put your ideas on the paper? Yeah, um, I think, so I've always been to draw, been into drawing, but I think it started coming out a little more how I imagined things. Maybe when I was like 
12. And I was like, hey, this looks pretty cool. And then I just started cleaning my stuff up. And I think when I turned 18, or no, 17. When I was 17, I was like, my shit is good. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And it was coming out cool because my stuff looked really cool when I was like 15, like 15, 16. But it wasn't the way I imagined it being exactly on the paper. I was just kind of like, okay, I need a, I want something to look this way. I need to practice that. But, um, but no, yeah. What's cool is that I just continue growing and like my stuff gets a little cleaner and a little better. And I'm like, ooh, it makes me excited. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember also like see getting to see your art too when we were at at, at your at the restaurant and it was just yeah. like it was so fun and like that's why I've I've kept like watching your Instagram and like keeping keeping like a brief contact with you and then that was just like I just want to talk to you because I remember you were so nice and so cool and your art was just so fun so I don't know I again I'm just a massive admirer of art so I always love to hear like I don't know how how you know like it gets from like mine to whatever medium you're using because it just doesn't sure. doesn't flow for me. <laughs> Real no, I I get that. That's why I'm with with certain things like music. I um I cannot play an instrument for my life. <laughs> yeah, same. I don't know what it is. My, my like the hand eye coordination is not a thing for me. I don't get it. Um, but drawing is fun. <laughs> painting is fun spray painting is very fun i mean i i just got this place and i like have you done have you ever done any murals um i mean i used to do murals on my wall in my room okay but i haven't done it from like outside of that got it well i mm -hmm. have this big i have this big wall in my house and i'm like trying to think of ideas fun ideas for a mural so maybe Ooh. maybe when i get an idea i'll be like do you want to come out to Baltimore and like paint up my house? Let's go. That'd be super fun. I'm so poor, but that sounds awesome. Maybe, maybe I won't be poor by then. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I would, I, I would absolutely pay you if I was like, come paint my house. I would give you money for your art. <laughs> oh yeah. I wouldn't sure. just be like, come on out and just like be here and like do this cool shit. Come paint my wall. Okay. Now leave. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. Um, <laughs> So we were talking a, bit, a little bit about traveling and like, just as someone who loves traveling, like I always love to ask, um, like if I came to you and I was like, Hey, I have a blank ticket to anywhere in the whole wide world and you can go anywhere. Where would you go? Oh, dude, I think I would go to Hawaii. I've All never right. been, um, but like I have cousins who live there and they would go like every year and stuff. I'm like, oh, it just seems so pretty, and I know it doesn't smell like smog, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And like the ocean is there. I love the ocean, even though it freaks me out, but I love it. Um, yeah. I'm like, wow, it's so beautiful, and then I see like a a rock move, and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, like running. Yeah, I have a very healthy fear of the ocean. I Well, I, I don't even know if it's a fear. It's more of just like a respect. I'm like, you know, I don't care how good of a swimmer or like what you got going on. Like, we're not meant to be in there. And the shit that's in there is really fucking good at being in there. And like, that's that, you know, <laughs> in the Agreed. power of water. If you've seen a waterfall, you know that like 
you lose that battle every time. So I'm like, I'm just it's, it's a good so respect. over. Yeah. It's so over. You fall out your little boat. It's over. Yeah. You stay in your boat. It's still over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're in a boat and like a monster wave comes out and it's, yeah, it's just done. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Hawaii. Oh my God. It was ages ago, but it was really neat. Like just to just to be on an island was really cool it was the first like full island i'd been on so just like it was just the pace of life was different and just you know like little things that you wouldn't expect of like oh the groceries are a little more expensive because everything has to get shipped out there to get to you you know bread or stale (laughs) yeah so yeah it was it was cool to just like yeah it like learn about that and then i had a couple friends that lived out there and i i didn't get to go see them i've only been once but it was it was definitely a neat experience and i I would i would like to go back now like especially like as a more well-rounded traveler i think it'd be neat to go back yeah like i remember facetiming my cousin when we were both in high school and this was at the time when they were living out in maui and um there was like these weird like like in the background I was like what is that and she's like oh sorry it's the chickens and I was like aren't you at school and she's like yeah look they're right here and there's like 20 chickens like in the courtyard and I was like what <laughs> amazing <laughs> like I want to go play with the school chickens what the hell <laughs> yeah I feel like I would be very distracted and not I would like school was hard enough to like keep me interested and like if there were just chickens and like cool ass animals outside i'd be like i'm just gonna go play with those those things and <laughs> yeah i think it'd be difficult difficult for me to concentrate for sure so are you so you you all had the vegan restaurant so you're vegan did you like did you grow up vegan um actually no okay. not at all isn't that weird i i don't think so i just i just always wondered like because you had like because of the restaurant you know like i know like i'll talk to some people at vegan restaurants where i travel all over the world and they're like i'm not vegan i just need a job you know and like so you never know like what version of like care or whatever that goes into the people that even are at those places for sure but yeah no growing up um and growing up in el paso which is right on the border of mexico like meat isn't everything it's everywhere it's like you not eating meat is like <gasps> why would you do that like where's your protein blah, 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 blah. so so it like telling my family that that was vegan was like telling them i was gay it was like the same <laughs> like the same like <gasps> yeah Ugh. you know or you like, have to explain why? like I, th- I think if you told them you're gay, they'd probably be like, well, at least I know what that is. They probably they might not like it. But like, yeah. I think a lot of people, when they hear vegan, they're like, now, do you do you eat like turkey? And you're like, girl, girl come on. Do so you eat fish? I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, you like yeah. eggs? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's always the question of like, you're close. You're close there. Can you eat, Miha, can you eat potatoes? I'm like, yes, grandpa. Shit, we would all die as vegans if we couldn't eat potatoes. Let's be real. <laughs> real. Real. So true. Like, potatoes save my life. Like, most times when I can't find something on the menu, it's just like, you got fries? Cool. Yeah, Let's french do fries. Done. <laughs> Which, we love fries. Like, come on. Who oh, doesn't? Yeah. Fries are good. But, yeah, so my parents, they started off making vegan euros. 
Oh, or gyros. I forget how they're called. Because um, people kept requesting them. So my dad was like, I guess I'll make them and I'll make homemade seitan. I've never done this before. And was kind of messing around with it and he liked it. Mind you, none of us were vegan. Hmm. Then my parents opened up a vegan restaurant. Mind you, none of us were vegan. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um, I think I was the first one to become vegan. I was having like a lot of stomach issues and like really bad depression i was like oh my god i don't know what's gonna kill me first me or my stomach like <laughs> you know yeah. so so i thought let me try being vegan for a week and literally like the sickness that i've had for six months went away in a week was, amazing i just thought that was crazy um and i've been vegan ever since well i can't even okay vegan ever since and then I moved out and it's a little cheaper to buy a cake with eggs than one with no eggs you know so if it's sure. like a baked good and there's eggs baked into it I'll have it um but like strict vegan where I was just vegan all the way through was about four and a half years okay nice yeah now if I cook for myself I make it vegan if somebody's like you want a Reese's peanut butter cup hell yeah i want a reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> yeah yeah they make vegan ones now they do and they're pretty uh, they're good. they're rare to find I, I hardly ever find them but they're out there in the world which is nice um yeah i it's it's funny like my journey into veganism was because of health issues like because of my drinking habits i was like dying of liver failure and i wasn't eating and like just shit was all awry in my in my system so the doctors basically were like don't ever drink again get yourself healthy start exercising and like blah 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 right and so I like yeah I just had this journey of like I got really sick with red meat the next time I ate it and I was like cool I'm not doing red meat because they also were like listen to your body like your body is going to tell you where it's headed and what it wants and sure. you've treated it like shit for years so like it's time to like pay attention to your body. Let your body talk. Yeah. You know, like the old song, let your body talk. So I got really sick and then I was eating like the chicken and like the, you know, the lighter meats. And I was like feeling okay, but I wasn't feeling the greatest. And then I worked with a band who they were all like vegans at home and then pescatarians on the road, just because sometimes it's harder to eat fully vegan on the road. I think it's doable if you just really want to but whatever but like then i jumped to pescatarian and i started feeling a little better and then Lindsay and i who you met we were in like northern finland and we had this really awesome fish dish that was like exclusive to this like region of finland and it was a winter fish that they only could catch in the winter and both of us oh, were kind of like I think we're going to end on this one. Like, this is just a cool thing to like, I'm sure somewhere else in the world, there would have been like some badass, like well-designed thing with fish that could have been really cool. But I was like, I think I'm done. And she was like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. So like, then I was thinking, I'll just go vegetarian. And then I started seeing like, you know, like as our, they, you know, like then you get the sponsors ads and like PETA videos started coming up and like, the chicken farms and like all this shit. And I was like, okay, you know what? If I'm cutting meat out and I'm cutting fish out, then I'm cutting literally everything out. So I skipped straight from pescatarian to vegan, which in January will be four years, which is awesome. Oh, wow. But I always tell people too, I'm like, 
you know, as someone who like, I mean, I was younger then, obviously, but like, I, you know, I was mid thirties then. And it was like, when I was still trying to get myself healthy, when I started like working out or I would go for like a long walk or something, like when I switched to veganism, like I would feel my body, like just react way quicker. Like it would just bounce back quicker. Yeah. And I just felt better in every single way. And I just felt like, you know, I'm like Mario when you get the little mushroom and you're like, doo -doo -doo -doo. you know, I just felt like this awesome, yeah, this awesome boost in everything in my body. And then I started looking and there was like a, a very good parallel between like veganism and sobriety, which makes sense because if you've like fucked up your body far enough to where you need to get sober, it's good to take the processing out of your body, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it makes sense when you were you were saying like you just like started to feel better. Yeah, and I thought it was weird. I was like, nah, that's not, <laughs> that's not why. It's because I was really I don't know why. I wasn't against it, but I was kind of mad that my parents would be like, let's not have bacon this time and let's get vegan bacon. I'm like, <laughs> or like I was just it would piss me off. I was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I was also like 14, 15. So, yeah. And any kind of change would just make me upset. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do at those moments. Yeah. Especially yeah. against your parents. Even if they're cool, you're like, nah, mm -hmm. fuck that. But maybe, okay. Maybe it's a good <laughs> you idea. Can't tell me. And then I was like, I'm going to try it and not tell anybody. So right. they don't get a win. <laughs> right. I did my own research on my own time. It was not you, mom. It was not you, dad. It was all yeah. me. I'm like, I did it first. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny though. Like, I don't know. When people ask me, they're always like, I would go vegan except for I couldn't give up. And then they fill in their blank. And I'm like, honestly, like, I like I when I was dating someone like I mean wow Jesus it was like 2010 she was vegetarian until she got drunk and then like just enjoyed whatever she wanted so it was just like <laughs> you know one of those vibes whatever all good uh and then like I was just coming off of a tour where I was like in a van so I was eating just complete shit all diet you know it was just like we're all broke as fuck and we're eating fast food <laughs> three, four times yeah. a day, all day, every day. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try vegetarianism with her. And that was like my first time, like taking that route. And like the things just weren't good. Like the substitutes just were not great. Yeah. And I kind of went, I just don't think I could do it. But now I'm just, I mean, I took some friends. I was in DC yesterday working a show and we had like an hour break and there was this uh, place in DC called hip city veg, like right beside the arena that we were working in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you all don't have to go, but like, it's a quick, easy vegan spot that I can get like a cheesesteak sandwich and you know, some fries. And they were like, yeah. no, 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 we're good. We'll check it out. And they were like, had you blindfolded me? I never would have known. I would have just been like, wow, this is a really awesome burger. And I was like, yeah, it's yeah. just it, like, I don't know the stigma around it. Like some people are so funny where they're just like scared to try it. And I'm like, bitch, it just means there's nothing dead and decaying in it. Yeah. Like there's like, there's no living thing that shits and has sex in it, bro. 
<laughs> That's even better. I just say dead and decaying, but like shits and has sex. <laughs> that one's way more vivid and I think is like pretty, pretty like, yeah, I like that. That's really good. <laughs> and like, if you eat meat or whatever, I I think it's funny when people are like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, can I eat this in front of you? I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, I literally could not care less. Yeah, you do you. And it's like, there's so many people in the world that eat meat that like, I'm not going to be mad at you for doing it. Like, yeah, I would love it if less people did. But like, that's not reality. So like, you do you and you have your moral stands where you have it. And I'm gonna sit here with mine and feel okay. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I think I just think it's funny how people get weird hangups with it. Yeah, like, oh, I that's weird blah, 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 and this and that and I'm like it's that big of a deal it's literally like I'm just putting healthy food in my body man yeah right like there was this guy um who I was working with who like was standing in line to get some chili and I walked up and I was like oh rad it's vegan chili it was like a three bean chili just like chock full of like tons of beans and veggies right like chili without the ground beef and he backed up like I had told him a bomb was about to explode. And he's like, uh, and I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? And he's like, oh, I just don't do that. And I was like, what? You don't eat like good food? I was like, this is probably amazing. And then I was like, Cassie, like, give get him a bowl. He's just scared because it's vegan. And she's like, here you go. And like, he literally like put the put the spoon in and was like, and was like, it's I mean, it's okay. And I was like, you're so petty come on this is so lame like a kid ew bitch yeah like mm, it's okay i'm like bitch if i didn't say anything you would have been like this chili's bomb this chili's probably mm, mm, this is chili. yeah <laughs> so silly very silly but yeah so yeah i always like to ask that too like especially in different parts of the world too, when you find vegan restaurants, because some people are just like, yeah, no, I, d I don't even really know what vegan is or what, you know, like I've had people that are just like, not sure. And they're just working because they need work. And I'm like, I get that too. That's all good. Yeah. But like really? one thing I always get on <clears throat> is like, if you work with food and you worked with food, so like, I know you agree with this even before I say it is like, I don't ever care that people like, give a shit that I'm vegan or whatever. Like, I don't need you to like be sympathetic or like it or even whatever, but I'm like, you have to know what it is. If you work with food, like you have to know allergies, you yes. have to know dietary restrictions. Like you, I can't tell you the amount of times and I'm sure it happens to you too. Like where you go somewhere and you're like, is, is there anything vegan? And they're like, what's vegan? And you're like, bitch, you work at a restaurant. Like, what are you doing? Like you can kill people or with food. Or what sucks is that you say, is anything vegan? They're like, yeah, I remember my dad went to this boba place. And they're like, yeah, we use a dairy-free creamer. He's like, awesome. And then he comes back the next day and it was a different worker. And, he, and he's like, did the lady tell you it's vegan? No, it's it's dairy-free, but it has, like, casing in it, which comes from, you know? And it's like, nah! <laughs> That's, like, that sucks. So, um, I feel... For sure, if you're working in the kitchen, you need to know what certain diets are. I think it should be a part of the test that you take, like when you get your fruit handlers. Yeah. 
yeah. you know? It's dangerous. Like people can be allergic. You can make people really sick. Yeah. 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 So that's like, I don't ever, I'm not ever trying to convert people. I, I will always take people to vegan restaurants and I will always be like, look, here's like, it is possible. It's really good. People are really creative with it. So if you want to eat with me, cool. If not, whatever, all good. But that's always my high horse where I'm like, you have to know, like, you have to know what it is so that like you don't yeah. harm, harm people, you know, it's like you work with food. You got to know these things. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Or actually, I have another bitch where I'm like, if you make a vegetarian thing, make it vegan so we can all eat it. And like, if you want to unveganize it, put your cheese or your eggs in it. Like, just make it vegan, yeah. not vegetarian. I'm always annoyed. Yeah. I'm like, come on, you're so close. You're so close. I'm like, can I get the vegetarian plate? No eggs, no cheese. And they're like, why? Yeah. Well, please. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm yeah. hungry. That's why. Right. Yeah. All right. So I have two more questions that I love to ask uh, everybody that comes on. Uh, and they, the first one, like, it's kind of digging back into you, but, and I know we've been talking for quite a while about you and your life, but I like to ask, uh, like, what would you want the world to know about you? Hmm. Um, well, one, I'm an artist by my art. <laughs> um, which i will put in i will put links and everything too so they'll up? be able to find you i think i want people to know about me that i'm just like a down-to-earth person and i feel that that's very important especially nowadays like people can't connect with the nature or animals or other people around them very much and I just want other people to know that, like, I'm a safe space, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm good at listening and talking to it. If yeah. you need anything, let me know. Um, also, what else? What else do I want people to know about me? I mean, if they're listening to this, I want them to know that I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I imagine do love that. that all person. Imagine a little short person with curly hair and they're five three and they go by they. That's I love it. That. Love that. <laughs> it's I mean, like that that is such a real thing because like I can't tell you, like we were like I was fucking up earlier trying to get Zoom working and like the amount of time we mm -hmm. all spent on Zoom during COVID was comical when I would meet people that I'd only known through a computer screen and just the perception of like a person through a screen, I would meet people and I was like, Oh fuck. I thought you were like way taller. And they're yeah. like, why? Like, oh, and I'm like, I have short. no clue. I do not know why that was in my mind, but like, I just wasn't expecting to be taller than you. And I'm not that tall yeah. either, but I was like, I definitely wasn't <laughs> thinking you were smaller than me. No. Yeah. And what's funny is that, even my friends forget how small I am. <laughs> like, like, I'll hang out with certain people every week, and then they kind of just take a second and look, and they're like, "They're you're really short." <laughs> like, okay, I yeah. know, bro, and yeah. I'm not gonna get any taller. <laughs> yeah, here I am. When did you? When did you get to five three? Oh, dude, I think maybe when I was almost nineteen. <laughs> oh shit okay all right yeah because i've heard That's people like, like young get they get like as tall as they are and then they just stop at like 
I've always been the youngest. I've always been the shortest. And I will continue being that. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I love that part of part of your what you want the world to know. I'm short. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then expanding on the they, the they I, I know it's so silly that people are so like up in arms about it. Like, mm -hmm. If like, I'm sure you've had to like explain it to people. Like how, how do you explain to people just if they're like, what the fuck? I don't get it. Yeah. So usually I'm like, I feel like I can relate to being a boy. I feel like I can relate to being a girl, but I don't specify to either one. So I'm some weird gray area that is both and nothing at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, mainly because it doesn't matter. And I think my, my like feminine and masculine is 50 50. I can just kind of, I'm like, today I'm gonna be a gangster <laughs> and I'll wear like big pants. It's funny, people will say that I dress like Adam Sandler. I don't know if you've seen his style, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like big shorts, big shirt, um, long, silly socks. Like, that's usually how I dress. <laughs> Amazing, it'll either be that or I'm like, I'm a pretty girl and I'll be a pretty silly girl. But I'm also not a girl. I don't know. It's it's kind of if there is like a spectrum on gender, it would be like the gray area middle thing. So I'm like, I can bounce back and forth. I can be whatever I want, but I'm I don't specify to one. So yeah. And I think it's I, I it's so cool. I mean, when I was your age, there definitely was not that. There was no, no pronouns. And I feel like growing up, I would have definitely felt that like, I, I still feel that way, but like, I, I definitely like, especially when I was younger, I would have, I would have, it would have clicked far quicker for me. If that would have been yeah. a thing, I would have been like, oh fuck, like that's yeah. Like, you know, like I do feel masculine, but I also love my, the feminine energy, you know, and it's, it's such a like cool balance that once you accept it like it's in everybody but it's just a matter of like which one you or how much you let out or accept you know yeah real yeah and i think um i think as i got older and then i got better friends <laughs> honestly it was kind of more comfortable because at first i was not comfortable with it i was like i'm a girl and i like boys and wiener and <laughs> you know and then I was like well I like boys but maybe I like boobies too <laughs> and I was like and maybe I don't like I don't feel specific to being a boy or a girl I'm like because I'm not a boy but I'm also not a girl <laughs> you know so and then my friends were like well, duh, neither, like, neither am I. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And then all of them were like, I'm actually a boy, or I'm actually a girl. I'm actually neither. I'm actually both. And I was like, so it doesn't matter. And they're like, no, you just do what, what feels right, like, in your heart. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a lot easier than what I've been thinking, so. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's nice, like, especially when you find those people in your life that see you with that and they're just like Who gives a fuck it doesn't matter like be you and you're gonna be accepted for you and like that's all we care about we just want you to be you and like you know like whenever i get shit 
or wearing the dresses that I wear, I'm just like, I'm just very comfortable in my skin and like, you know, it, it's fine. It's, it's nothing harmful to you. This is just like where I'm comfortable and leave me alone. Like you do you, I won't ever judge you for what you're, you know, what you're wearing, what you're doing, like, you know, but like, it's just so weird when people get so up in arms about it. It's like, yeah. It's, it's very silly. <laughs> yeah. But I love, but I love that. I, I see it a lot more in your generation. Like my generation, I think is catching up to it. Like once it became a thing, I think, I think a lot of us, like I'm 38 now. And I think a lot of people my age or older are like, like we understand the concept because mm -hmm. like it's not the first time people have been thinking about this right it's just the first time yeah. like we're actually labeling things and like taking taking it back and and owning it for ourselves mm -hmm. but it's yeah it's really cool like i mean my cousin uh who's coming over tomorrow she's in seventh grade seventh grade and mm -hmm. she picked the school she's going to because they asked her pronouns and I was oh. like, how fucking cool is that? Yeah. You know, and I was just like, it's so neat that someone so much younger than me is like growing up in a time that 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 is a thing where people are respectful. Obviously, there's the opposite where people aren't. But there is a thing where like it's becoming the space for it. And I, I just think it's so neat, like because there's such a spectrum of sexuality and gender and just life in general. And it's really cool that the younger generations are right in the midst of it and just being like like your friends like yeah you're a boy you're a girl you're neither fuck it whatever like you're a human and we love you which is amazing mm -hmm. and i feel like the more confident people are like the funnier your jokes get <laughs> like if you're not a funny person you you are insecure <laughs> you know like if you can't go and if somebody's like what's your pronouns and starts making fun of you you got to be like she it shit shit <laughs> shit <laughs> like if you can't be silly right then go be comfortable with yourself go find yourself bro yeah go, go talk to yourself person. and get silly with yourself and just yeah. laugh and enjoy and smile and i you know i'm directing this back to you but i do remember like when we came there like you were helping us the whole way through explaining like the whole the whole experience that we were about to have and then like we chatted to you about your art afterwards because I, I i'm pretty sure i was like whose art is this and you're like that's mine and i was like damn this is amazing but like <laughs> i don't know you just have such a like such a warm and welcoming like safe space just such a like good character that i was just like instantly like you're awesome i like you Aw, thank you. All those years ago. <laughs> I know, that's very cool. Like, you met me once and you're like, let me interview you for my podcast. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. It's <laughs> to know that like... I had that impact was very, yeah. very Well, I think, I think, I mean, that's why I call it the Beautifully Human Podcast and why I just, <laughs> I don't, ever, like, I don't like to do the research of people. I just want, like people to tell their version of their lives because anyone can look at anyone's life and judge them. But I don't want to do that. I want to hear what you, uh, your experience in life and just, you know, give the power back to you to say you had an impact on my life. And it, 
not a lot of people get to hear that in life that, you know, you got to have a, a big impact on people. And it's why I started a podcast ages ago. It's because someone like in my sobriety, they found their sobriety because they were like, well, if Nick can do it, then I can do it. And it was really amazing because I was like, damn, I had no clue, <laughs> no clue that I was like impacting people in the world. So I just, I wanted to give that empowerment back to people and just say like, your life is interesting, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are in the world. Like it is really cool to hear life from, yeah. from humans. I like that. It's yeah. very cool. I'm glad that you're the person doing it too. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. And so I like this one too, because it's, it's kind of taking what, what I just asked and like your whole, all the things we've been talking about and say you're sitting there and you're in an art gallery, but literally every single person in the whole world is there. What would you say to them? I would say your mom, your mom, your mom. <laughs> and I'm so serious about that. I love that. I have nothing else to say to anybody. <laughs> That's fantastic. I think that might be the best answer. <laughs> and then just mic drop and walk away. Yeah. Like with a megaphone. Your mom. Your mom. And then I'd run. And that's it. And then they never see me again. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. It's a perfect, perfect way to end and uh thank you for hanging out and spending time and chatting it's been really fun thank you for having me of course thank you for listening to the beautifully human podcast to hear more beautiful stories from beautiful humans follow us on spotify and rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts follow us on instagram at the beautifully human podcast peace signs up